Next on BYU Sports Nation, where do you rank Taysom Hill among the BYU quarterback greats? Hill weighs in on himself. Blaine Fowler joins us in Studio B. Where does he put Taysom Hill on the list of BYU's all-time QBs? Plus, our going for two picks, Spencer live from the Marriott Center and BYU Softball's Kiwi pitching coach, Pete Meredith. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. Bring it. BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, December 7th, National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, 75 years since that day. I'm Jerem Jordan, alongside Jason Shepard. 75 years, wow. 75 years, a day that obviously, you know, we're remembering today, but... It's one of those dates that you'll just never forget, and a lot of uh, a lot of people lost their lives. We're certainly thinking uh, of them today. Absolutely, and our uh, our one of our uh, student producers, uh, Taylor Decker, today she said, "My grandpa survived the USS Arizona by floating on a piece yeah. of wood." That's wild. Yeah, that's that that's crazy to think about, and. Uh, yeah. That's, that's pretty crazy. We'll remember that. In less crazy topics, um, <laughs> why are you wearing a tie? This is the tieless program. We don't. The only exception to that was when we wore tuxedos following the wire words. That's it. I, I realize that that we don't wear ties, but you realize this now. No, we're I've, on the I've, air. I've always known that that it's a no tie zone. Therefore, what? But uh, it's basically to save me some time because literally. As soon as yes, we, Chris Traeger. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going Chris Traeger. Literally. literally, as soon as we get off the air, I have got to run, literally run, next door to the Marriott Center for uh, for a women's basketball game that you will see on BYU TV and here on BYU Radio. Okay, I I know. There's a live you, shot at the Marriott. I know Center right you there. could you could pre tie it, put it around your neck, right, and then just. Just zip well, it up later. Well, like this is the tie. It's not a zip tie. So you're just breaking so you know. the code of the dress code well, here's on this the, program. Here's the other thing. I didn't really want to bring this up. You know, I didn't want to single you out. But after the uh, roadside bear shirt that you wore the other day, I figured I needed to go completely the opposite direction and class it up a bit. Wow. So it's so it's <laughs> wearing a tie. So it's gone for three days. All heck breaks loose. <laughs> wearing a tie and. All of a sudden, we're counting down to the Vikings. What, like, that what? is not... Ca- Did someone say countdown? No! Hit it! No! Countdown to the Vikings! Come on! 2.62! Three days in a row. <laughs> yes! I just made half of the fans of this show really happy, and the other half really upset. The reaction's really funny. <laughs> I know, it's great. Because <laughs> there are people like, ah! You know what, here's the deal. I, that's I will how loosen, I feel. How about I loosen the tie? Finally. I will loosen the tie. Okay, you can keep the top button up, though. No, that's, I'm not a cool. top button. I'm not a top that's button cool. guy. I now look like I just got off work from like <laughs> work at the stock market or something. <laughs> Rough day at the office, <laughs> and here you are. And here I am. Great, the countdown. Thanks for that again. <laughs> Speaking of football, that isn't over 200 days away. Good news for us at BYU Sports Nation. We're taking the show on the road for the third year in a row. We will be. At the bowl game, which is going to be great. There will be a two-hour BYU Sports Nation special coming up on Saturday, December 17th, live from the BYU Fan Fest in San Diego. So if you're down there, come hang out with us. It'll be awesome. More details to come, but we're looking forward to meeting the BYU fans at the bowl game. That's going to be awesome. Let's get to today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball, ball night! 
9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio against Weber State. So you got the women and the men tonight on BYU TV. Uh, women coming up, of course, that game against Weber State at the top of the hour. Head coach Dave Rose says now's the time for this team to find an identity that will help them succeed, and he has an idea on what it is. So this is a good time for us to kind of uh, regroup a little bit and to, to find uh, um, ourselves as far as what this team is really good at and what can we really try to work on, uh, try to uh, do more to become more efficient, uh, but then work on uh, to become better at. And and I think that's one of them is the fact that uh, uh, we need to play more of a power game than maybe a finesse game and shooting that thing as quick as we do. What? Philosophy change. Power and maybe slow it down. Interesting. That That's... That's not really been done under head coach Dave Rose. And, and I, you know, I'm not, I don't know if it was just that they didn't have the personnel in order to do that. I don't know if it's because Eric Mika has been so dominant. You know, it's, it's probably a combination of the dominance of Eric Mika and, and the struggles of the, the guards to shoot. You know, it's probably a mixture of the two, but I, I would be interested to know kind of which one of those trumped the other. And Blaine Fowler will join us to uh, preview the matchup with the Wildcats, and we'll get his thoughts on what Dave Rose said uh, about the maybe change in philosophy there. Well, it will certainly, you know, probably be on display tonight uh, as they host Weber State. Absolutely. Speaking of uh, Weber State, the women's basketball team will take on the Wildcats in a matinee game that you can see on BYU TV and here on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton, who, by the way, will join the show coming up uh, in just a little bit live. Spencer. Yes, live from the Marriott Center, along with Kristen Kozlowski and myself. We will be on the call at 1 Eastern, directly following BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, we'll get his going for two picks, so that'll be fun. Uh, it's exactly two weeks away from BYU against Wyoming in the Poinsettia Bowl. And today marks 20 years, by the way, since BYU beat Wyoming in the WAC Championship in 1996 in Las Vegas. Raise your hand if you were at that game. That, that was fun. I was in the rickety north stands. My grandpa said, I don't trust these stands. I feel like they're going to fall. He went down to field level and just stood there for like the end of the fourth and all of overtime. Storm the really? field. Really? This is pre-self phone. Wait, your so grandpa like, stormed the field? No. Before the storming of the field. Oh, okay. We wanted to get off the stand. <laughs> I got like, you. I got you. <laughs> Pre-cell phones, I told my mom, I said, hey, I'm, I'm going to storm the field with my uncles or whatever. We'll meet you over here after. It's like a funny, I thought, like, I can't communicate with you? <laughs> what? Wow. Archaic oh, times. I know. Crazy, right? Dewey Decibel System. Crazy. Also, Taysom Hill was honored <laughs> last night at the 59th National Football Foundation Annual Awards Dinner in New York a.k.a. the Academic Heisman. Hill was one of 12 finalists for the 2016 William V. Campbell Trophy, presented to the nation's best scholar-athletes. Very cool for Taysom. Ty Detmer was there as well, hanging out. Uh, congrats, Taysom, uh, on your uh, finalist for the Campbell Trophy. More on Taysom and so his legacy on. coming up. And what's trending? Where does he rank among the QB uh, grades? Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that coming up in just a second. And congratulations, uh, women's volleyball received AVCA All-Pacific South Region honors. Amy Boswell and McKenna Miller were named first team. McKenna Miller was also named Freshman of the Year. Head coach Heather Olmstead named Coach of the Year, while Whitney Young-Howard received All-Region Honorable Mention. Cougars play at Texas in the Sweet 16, Friday, 4 Eastern ESPN. You know, check it out. That in mind, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The legacy of Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. 
rolling, looking, he's got a lane, touchdown Cougars! As mentioned, Hill was in New York City last night as a part of the Academic Heisman, a.k.a. William B. Campbell Trophy, awarded as one of 12 finalists. BYU's quarterback you, or the quarterback factory. The stats don't lie, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU has the most Davey O'Brien Award winners of any school. BYU has four. How about that? How about that? Pretty impressive. That's pretty awesome. Also, BYU boasts five college football Hall of Fame quarterbacks in the last 50 years. That's the most of any school during that period. Notre Dame has nine. They have the most. BYU's number two. But none of those guys played from the 70s on. So BYU, (laughs) quarterback you, man. Like, there's never been a school that's done what BYU's done, right? Crazy. Last night, or yesterday, Taysom Hill was asked where he would place himself among the BYU quarterback's greats. Are you a hero? I am Iron Man. You know? What was his response? Here's his response. Oh, that's a tough question. I grew up really close to BYU. I grew up idolizing, watching those guys play, wanting to meet them, and then had the opportunity to play for one of them, Ty Detmer, who is now our offensive coordinator, who will be here this evening. I don't think that's for me to say. I think that's for the fans. And as analysts look at the numbers, they can say what it is. But one thing I do want to be known for is someone who competed in everything that I did and who loved the game and left it all out there. Which brings us to today's Twitter question, Jason. Where does Taysom Hill rank among the BYU great quarterbacks? Here we go. Use the hashtag BYUSN. That's CL underscore living. The QB who hurdled the most obstacles. Oh, I see what they did there. Yeah, Very nice. I see what you did. No quarterback okay. has ever looked as good hurdling True. an opponent. I don't remember uh, you know, Gifford Nielsen or John Walsh hurdling anybody. I just remember Chad Lewis. Better, I was going to say, better hurdler. Taysom Hill or Chad Lewis? Chad Lewis. Okay, what's your, what's your answer to this? Where does Taysom Hill rank among the BYU QB greats? Just completely off the top of my head, for sure he's a top 15 quarterback all time at BYU. And maybe, maybe close to a top 10 quarterback. And it's funny because when you think about it, when you say top 15 quarterback, at most universities or in most football programs, like that, that's, not, that's not saying much. But because of what you said with the rich history of BYU quarterbacks, there are a lot of quarterbacks that are some of the best in college football to ever play. Yes. So to say he's top 15 at BYU is really saying something and maybe top 10. But the one thing that when I look at Taysom Hill, he brought a dimension and athleticism to the quarterback position that was so unique. There has never been a BYU quarterback that was built like he was and was able to do the things that he did. Amen. Yes, yes. BYU's had quarterbacks that could run effectively, but not at that size. His passing numbers, let's be honest, they were not great this year. But when you look at his body of work, passing yards for his career, 69-29. So almost 7,000 passing yards. Rushing yards, 2,815. The guys combined for just over 9,700 yards of total offense, which puts him ahead of Jim McMahon. That's crazy. You look at the numbers he's put up, he absolutely deserves to be mentioned among BYU's greats. Absolutely. Okay, so I, I took a specific take on this this morning. Just kind of spitballing, knee-jerk. I, I'd want to spend more time on this, but we uh, decided, hey, we're going to talk about this. So I actually ranked the top 15 all-time in BYU history. Okay. So, so here's my knee-jerk, spitballing, 
top 15, and we'll, you'll see where Taysom Hill lands in this. Number one's Detmer, two McMahon, three Young, four Wilson, five Nielsen, six Bosco, seven Sarkeesian, eight Hall, nine Beck, ten Hill, 11 Doman, uh, Shidey 12, 13 Carter, 14 Walsh, 15 Federick, and uh, 29th Jay Keeps. Taysom Hill, number 10. The reason I put him in the top 10 is because of those reasons you just said. You always never had a quarterback like him. I thought Taysom Hill was a pretty effective passer the end of his sophomore year, and especially his junior year. Sure. And his first senior year, if you will, <laughs> against <laughs> Nebraska. This year's not been the same. I, I, I really think the scheme uh, and Taysom Hill's skill set and the uh, inexperience at receiver, that was kind of oil and water a little bit. Uh, 12 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Those aren't, those aren't numbers to uh, write home about this year for Taysom Hill. But looking at his career and what he did, like I, I put Doman at eleven, and that, and that was kind of a hard decision. Brandon Doman was fourteen and two; he just won games. But I do. If Taysom Hill was in uh, that two thousand one offense, I think he, Taysom Hill would have put up similar and better numbers. Can you imagine Brandon Doman? Can you imagine a BYU offense that had both Taysom Hill and Luke Staley at the same time? No, I can't. I'm <laughs> I'm getting emotional thinking about it. Taysom, <laughs> like Luke Staley, Taysom Hill is actually bigger than Luke Staley was. Is that wild? They're both six two. Taysom Hill weighs more. That's what. That's what. Taysom I, Hill's like ten pounds heavier. You know, and, and <laughs> what? The, the other part about it is when you look at the numbers and what the what Taysom has done while a quarterback at BYU, most of it has come after significant season-ending injuries. Yeah, and that's part of the deal with him. So to be able to do what he did, especially especially the rushing yards, when you're talking about injuries to his knees, his feet, that is crazy. his ankles, and to still be able to put up those numbers, that's, that's significant to me. It's quick, and it's uh, top of the head, but where does Taysom Hill rank among the BYU QB greats? Let's go to the Twitter machine. You've got tweets. Use hashtag BYUSN at Kip Kent, in my opinion, and he lists his top 10. He puts Taysom Hill at number 9, Tanner Mangum at 10. Tanner Mangum's got to do some work to get into the top 10. Wow. Like, he'd have to be John Beck, Max Hall like to get into the top 10. Taysom Hill's unique skill set puts him in the top 10. He's the Liam Neeson of uh, BYU quarterback. (laughs) Uh, At J underscore Royal 09. Best running QB at BYU. Great leader, but I'd rank him at around 10 just because of injuries and no bowl game wins. Yeah, that's why I want to spend more time on this. Um, We spitballed it this morning, but I want to look at wins. I want to look at numbers. I want to look at all of that kind of stuff. Uh, But yeah, there it is. Weigh in. Coming up, our going for two picks. Spencer Linton live from the Marriott Center. But first, Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, and where he ranks Taysom Hill. And the cat fight tonight between Weber State and BYU Hoops. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We're live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. The conversation's happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Women's basketball getting ready to host in-state foe Weber State coming up immediately following BYU Sports Nation. 1 p.m. Eastern time. You can watch it on BYU TV and hear it on BYU Radio. The man who analyzes the market, Jason Shepard, uh, just got off work. He'll head over to the Marriott <laughs> Center right after this to sideline that game. That's right. That's right. Our Twitter question, where does Taysom Hill rank among the BYU QB greats? He answered that question himself uh, yesterday. We weighed in uh, the last segment. We'll get Blaine Fowler's opinion here in just a second. At the Forge Born, not in the top ten just because of injuries, but he had potential to be top three. So sad that he was never able to achieve it. That's part of the allure of Taysom Hill. 
we think that had he played more, we would have seen yeah, something project- even more special. Oh, yeah. We, we do that with Gifford Nielsen. We project quite a bit with Gifford. What he did was amazing, but he got hurt, and, and he was on his way to being top three Heisman at the end of that year. Well, imagine, imagine what all the things he did with his legs and running – Imagine if he was healthy the whole time, what those numbers would look like. Do you want to make tears come out of my face? Why, why are you presenting that idea? <laughs> just Speaking of a man who cries a lot, Blaine Fowler joins us now in Studio B. What's up, Blaine? It's true. I'm very emotional. Quite the segue. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> very emotional. Where do you rank Taysom Hill among the BYU greats? This is an interesting question. He, he said it's up for the fans, kind of an analyst yeah, to it, decide. Yeah, it's hard. I, li- I like that you put him in the top ten, and, and here's why. Because statistically, it, it's hard to put a – a place for the guy that really took him into a new era. So, for, so the guy that 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 came and was the face of independence for them, played the toughest schedules that any quarterback has ever played in BYU history, and then was a senior when a whole new staff comes in. And Kalani Sataki for this era, his leadership. I, I it's so hard for me. Uh, to not rank him in that top 10 when I just think about his offseason leadership and what he went through and and how he transitioned this team. I had no hopes. Honestly, you guys, I had no hopes that this team would have an opportunity to win nine games this season. Knowing that they'd be running a new offense, they'd be running a new defense, knew everything with the schedule that they were going to face. And I recognize that some of the teams ended up not being as good as we thought they were going to be. But you know what? Michigan State's still really good despite their record. So I had no hope that they would nine nine games. I thought eight games would be a really good season. So the fact that they have a chance to go beat Wyoming and get to nine games – that puts him in very special company in my mind, regardless of his touchdown interception ratio this year and all that. And so, so I don't know. I haven't wrapped my uh, my head around it yet. Fans are really interesting. They get mad if you don't put Steve Young number one. But I got news for you. He's not the best quarterback no, in history. He, they get mad at me. And, and here's the thing. And Steve wouldn't get mad at me. Uh, here's, <laughs> here's what I will say, say about Steve Young. He's the greatest NFL quarterback that BYU has ever produced. I've never seen a player go from where he was as a sophomore here, because I played with him, to where he was when he was a Super Bowl MVP. That guy never stopped working. He never stopped getting better. Where he was from his third year in the NFL to when he was winning the Super Bowl MVP, you talk to the pros that, that worked with him, talk to Mike Cromer and those guys, they'll say they've never seen an NFL guy continue to get better more than Steve Young. So whenever you talk about Taysom Hill being the greatest running quarterback, everybody gets mad. So what about Steve Young? Well, he's in a completely different offense. He didn't run it like Taysom. He was a tremendous athlete. When you say, you know what? You know, Jim McMahon is probably the greatest college quarterback I've ever seen. What about Steve Young? Steve Young's one of my best friends. <laughs> I love Steve Young. He was the greatest NFL quarterback that ever played here, and he's certainly in the top three. Uh, I put uh, him number three. Yeah, uh, here, here, here at BYU. And so no offense to Steve Young who I think is the greatest NFL quarterback and probably and the greatest NFL player that BYU's ever produced. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill is the greatest running quarterback in BYU history. Yeah. This- so I'll put, I'll put him, he's number one in that category. And for what he had to do from a leadership perspective, I'd have a hard time putting anybody above him from a leadership perspective as well. well this may be the most important question you answer, too, not to put pressure on you, but where would a, <laughs> a young quarterback from New York by the name of Blaine Fowler rank? Well, for stats, <laughs> in terms of just the stats, let's just go with my completion percentage in the Michigan game. Let's just have that be. <laughs> let's just have that I'm, be. I'm going to look at how many no, what, career passes you, like, you rank right now. I actually don't even remember. <laughs> like, it's probably like 
What do you think? Five you out are? of seven, six out of eight, something like that in that game. Oh, I'm. I mean, career. Oh, I don't know. I don't even know. Thirty seventh in passing yards in BYU history with six hundred fifteen. Okay, so that doesn't. You know, <laughs> you had a. You so had, then you know what? Then I must be thirty seventh. <laughs> you're thirty. <laughs> the thirty seventh best quarterback in I'm BYU. Thirty seventh best that ever played. Here. That's going to end up on his bio on uh, on t- on Twitter. Yeah. No. You here, had here's three more I, touchdown I, passes than uh, Jason Spencer and I. So here's there you go. All I. <laughs> All I want is I want let's just go basically on completion percentage. Let's just take my Michigan game in mm-hmm. isolation. Okay. And then let's rank me. Okay. I like it. <laughs> in isolation. I like it. I'll, I'll look that I'll look that you know, up. Here. I'm a, hey, I'm nowhere close to any of those guys. But but a lot of the greatest in history are really good friends of mine. And I was here to back them up and help them learn in the and 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 help them on the sidelines and talk them through things and do all that. That was my role. That was my role when I was here. I'm proud of my role when I was here, but I'm telling you. I played with some of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of college football, um, not just in BYU history. You know, so I had the chance to learn from Jim McMahon and to work with Jim. To me, he's still the greatest college quarterback that ever played, and and he not did, just at BYU ever, ever. Yeah. For, first four thousand yard passer in college football. What he did was remarkable. He was a tremendous athlete, and I always had wished that Jim could go and play at like San Francisco in a West Coast offense and go play for Bill Walsh because he'd be a Hall of Famer, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Instead, he goes to Chicago and he plays with sweetness with Walter Payton, and so he ends up doing this a lot. Here you go, Walter. Yeah. You know, tossing the ball back there, which was great, and they win a Super Bowl, and he was the catalyst for that 85 Super Bowl team. He was the personality of that team. Had Jim, with his skill set and his ability to read defenses and react and his athleticism, gone to a different offense, he would have thrown for gobs of yards in the NFL. So to me, he's still the greatest quarterback that ever played. And then, and then I played with, with, with Steve Young, who was an unbelievable athlete and the hardest working guy and fine-tuned his skills to be one of the greatest that ever played the game. And I backed up Robbie. And people always say, well, what, what's the best thing about Robbie? Robbie threw the best deep ball of any quarterback I ever played with. Before he hurt his shoulder, so pre-shoulder injury, his junior year and the first part of his senior year, he'd throw a deep post down the middle into coverage and just drop it in, and we would all just go, holy cow, how did he just fit that in there? His his accuracy on deep balls was uncanny, unbelievable. Um, and so I played with those three, and and they're they're all right there in that, that top five. And Robbie's stats um, – I, I move him up even higher because of the way he won. You know what I mean? And that's why I move Taysom up even higher because of the leadership and, and the way he won this year in spite of a brand-new offense and a brand-new defense. So it's hard to just look at numbers and rank people. It, it is. The schedules are different. The uh, the game has changed. The rules have changed. So, yeah, fun fun combo that we'll never actually get to a, yeah. <laughs> a real answer. No, there's there's not a real answer. But let, let this in, in my heart, except Taysom, for my top in my in my heart, Taysom Hill is top ten because of what he did and the, and the era that he ushered in. Because I think he has helped set the stage for BYU to move into the future. Um, and he was the transition guy, and I think he had as much to do with getting everybody to buy in as the coaching staff did. He was an extension of the coaching staff out there, and he deserves a lot of credit for that. Yeah, and the uh, the not, you know potentially nine wins with this schedule equal to I don't know ten eleven in the uh, Wacker Mountain West. You know oh, we yeah. could debate that. I mean, like all, all seriously, day. think about it. if he was if he had to play two marquee games, one or two. And then play the old whack schedule that we got to play against. I think he's eleven and one against this, group. This of five team is good as they as good as they are defensively. Yeah. And with Jamal Williams a running back and him at quarterback, in the old whack days, this this win. ten plus win team, easy, not no it's, question about it. Yeah. Uh, 
we'll get your uh, thoughts on Wyoming as we lead up to the bowl game in the next sure. uh, two weeks, I guess, from today. But let's talk about BYU hoops. Yesterday, Dave Rose said, maybe it's time to become more of a power team and slow it down just a touch. Your thoughts on uh, maybe the new identity of BYU hoops? It, it, well, here, the thing that Dave is recognizing, he and I have talked about this, is this young group, um, maybe they're hunting threes a little bit too much. He, he's, he knows that eventually this can be a good three-point shooting team. But you can't shoot threes well when you're rushing the shot. To, to knock down a three, you need to be squared up. Your fundamentals need to be good. And right now, the combination of being too much in a hurry and the young guys going, man, why are we shooting so bad? And the answer to that is, well, we just need to keep shooting them. And eventually, so they're rushing those shots right now. And Dave, from the beginning of the season, felt like this needed to be an inside-out team, that the ball should be thrown down inside and, and that it should go through Mika and it should go through Davis and it should go through Yoli Childs and it should go through those guys in the post. And then the threes should come from kickbacks from inside back to the perimeter. And when you're standing outside and the ball's in the post and somebody goes down and doubles, now you get the ball back, you're squared up on the three-point line, you're looking at the basket, you go up, you're not drifting from one side to the other, and you have time to make that shot. He believed that from the beginning of the season, and he's been trying to preach that. And so now I think he's going, okay, so they're just not getting that. So if we're not able to do that in this hurry-up style, maybe we need to slow them down just a little bit until they get that, and then we can speed it back up again. So simplify it a little bit, slow it down a little bit until these guys get comfortable measuring those threes, taking good threes. Then that sh- shot starts to fa- fall, and now you can start to push it just a little bit more. So I'm right, I'm right with Dave on this. He's got great talent inside. Take advantage of it, and the youth on the outside needs to be more patient. Certainly the play of Eric Mika would fall into this of things you can build off of. But what else are you seeing that you do like that BYU can build off of moving forward? Yeah, they I want to see it consistently, but but they're showing me that they have the ability to play better defense than they have in the last couple of years. They're they're more capable outside. Um and, and I and I think that that's a good thing. And then the other thing is I, I think that Rose is a catalyst for unselfish play out there. He's been a really pleasant surprise to me. So Mika, I'm not surprised because I know how talented he is, but this early back from a mission for him to be this dominating and be this skilled and this in shape has been, to me, remarkable. But but Rose has been the other biggest su- surprise for me. I'm going, wow, this guy really gets it. He, he's really unselfish. It's infectious when he's on the floor. He starts making great passes. Um, if you're on the radio, you didn't see this, but if you're watching on TV, you just saw a play where he had an easy layup, and instead of taking the layup, he threw it over his shoulder to Mika for a throwdown dunk. Could have easily just made the layup, but he understands that when your 6'10", 6'11", guys run the floor, you have to reward them. Then they'll run the floor the next time. And, and that kind of mentality is infectious. It's leadership mentality. It's, and so to me, he's the other guy you rally around. You tell the young guys, you know what? You conduct yourself out on the floor the way this guy does it, and you'll be fine. And so I, th- I think things are going to come. They're, it is a young team, unbelievably talented young team. And they'll, they'll come around. By the time they get to midseason in the conference, they're going to be knocking down threes at a much better rate. I'm excited to watch them tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Blaine Fowler, Dave McCann, and uh, Spencer Linton on the call tonight. Blaine, you're 37th in pass yards, but you perform like a top 10 quarterback. Uh, I appreciate it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm, I'm top 10 in my wife's mind. That's right. So. I, would, I would hope I would so. Hope. Yeah, she, I would hope you're she top thinks uh, I'm a top one. 10 quarterback. Yeah. Uh, she, she only puts me in like the top six. Yeah. Hey, at least you're in the top six. Thanks for the time, Blaine. <laughs> Twitter question today, where does Taysom Hill rank among the BYU QB greats at Twiggerstone? Difficult to place, rushing has no equal, passing was not always great, and injuries took a toll. 
in top ten. I think that's kind of the idea we're getting generally from the fans. Top ten. Yeah, top ten. And, and, and you know, a lot of people may look at the injuries as a negative. I, I think it's because of the injuries, it's why he deserves to be in that he did all that with the injuries. It's an interesting storyline for sure. Coming up, Spencer joins us from the Marriott Center so we can go for two. But first, Pete Meredith joins us in studio to talk about duck hunting Mexico and some softball, I suppose. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by BYU Dining Services, chef-driven, student-powered. Welcome back. I'm Jerem Jordan. He's Jason Shepard, even if he is wearing a tie in Studio B, which is against the rules. In Radio <laughs> Vision Live it up. on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Like a person else. Oh, wow. You've listened. Thank you. Kind of. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it is a it is a BYU versus Weber State kind of day. Men's basketball hosting the Wildcats tonight on BYU TV and BYU Radio, 9 p.m. Eastern time from the Merritt Center. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. As mentioned, uh, men's hoops tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio. Head coach Dave Rose said now's the time for this team to find an identity that will help it succeed, and he has an idea on what it is. So this is a good time for us to kind of uh, regroup a little bit and to, to find uh, – um, ourselves as far as what this team is really good at and what can we really try to work on, uh, tr- try to uh, do more to become more efficient, uh, but then work on uh, to become better at. And and I think that's one of them is the fact that uh, uh, we need to play more of a power game than maybe a finesse game and shooting that thing as quick as we do. That's an interesting uh, potential philosophy change. Check it out tonight, 9 Eastern, on uh, BYU TV, BYU Radio. Blaine Fowler just told us he thinks that BYU will try and get a different kind of three, an uh, in, inside-out uh, kind of three. Not all threes are created equal, so I'm excited to see the change with this team. Braden Shaw, a game-time decision tonight, by the way. Yeah, and it's not, it's not that you don't want them taking threes, but maybe it's just better, better, yes. better, better shot selection. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like you said, kind of have it go into Mika, let him distribute a little bit. Uh, you can't go wrong getting the ball in Mika's hands. We've uh, seen that so yeah, far. Yeah, it's gone well so far. It's gone well. Women's basketball hosts Weber State in a matinee game on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Spencer Linton, Kristen Kozlowski, and myself will be on the call coming up immediately after BYU Sports Nation at 1 Eastern time. It's exactly two weeks till BYU's bowl game against Wyoming. Also 20 years since the day uh, BYU beat Wyoming in the WAC championship in 1996. Uh, also, Taysom Hill was honored last night at the 59th National Football Foundation Annual Awards Dinner in New York. Uh, Hill was one of 12 finalists for the 2016 William V. Campbell Trophy, a.k.a. the uh, academic Heisman, uh, presented to the nation's best scholar athlete. Speaking of awards, women's volleyball received AVCA All-Pacific South Region honors yesterday. Amy Boswell and McKenna Miller were named first team. McKenna Miller also named Freshman of the Year. Heather Olmstead named Coach of the Year, while Whitney Young-Howard received All-Region Honorable Mention. Now joining us in studio, it's always good to have Hall of Famers, and Pete <laughs> Meredith of the BYU softball staff, the pitching coach and assistant coaches in Studio B. Again, Pete, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks, gentlemen. Merry Christmas to you guys. Hey, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas to you, Thank too. You. Thank it you. Is, it is December. That's right. Okay, before we get into relevant softball topics, uh, how was duck hunting yesterday? <laughs> and was that actual hunting, or was it the yeah. Nintendo game with the plastic gun? <laughs> good, cool. Uh, no, it was actually, I was actually a participant. Um, my wife has uh, some cousins at actually a members of some hunting clubs and uh they've been bugging me for quite some time to get me to to go out and and kind of see their facility and all that good stuff so i actually went along yesterday 
uh, hit a couple of skeets, but we didn't really shoot any ducks, so it was it was kind of so a you muted would, issue. You would but skeet it was, shooting then. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So we just need to rephrase that. Yeah, there's but no it, it was guarantee a fun day. when you're hunting. No yeah. guarantees yeah. at all. Yeah, exactly. But it was a, it was a fun day. Pretty uh, pretty terrain. It was uh, it was good. It was a little chilly, but not too bad. Yeah, it was fun. Speaking of things that are fun, the the Hall of Fame induction, the ASA USA National Softball Hall of Fame class of 2016. What does that mean for you? Um, it's, it's one of those awards that, you know, when you wake up as a young man, you don't dream about getting into the hall of fame. Um, you know, I, I played the game because I loved it and my body of work, work spoke for itself and allowed me the, the benefit after my career to, to get into the hall of fame. So yeah, it was a great honor. Uh, another lady that was, uh, um, uh, recognized and, uh, went into the hall of fame that night was Jenny Finch, probably a name you guys know. Yep. yep. Um, so it was, it was all, a, all men know who Jenny yeah, Finch is. Pete. Yeah. Yeah. And, and <laughs> she's as pretty up close as she is from afar. So she's a, she's a, she is a great lady. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great evening. Uh, Kenny Erickson, uh, another buddy of mine is coach. He was inducted as well. So it was a, it was a good getting together. It was fun. It was a good night. The softball schedule is fantastic. You guys always play the best of the best. You open up uh, with Nebraska, Oklahoma, Washington, and Auburn in Puerto Vallarta. That's a nice trip to open the season. Rough schedule. Rough schedule. <laughs> yeah. It's probably tough to uh, to get that one on the schedule, right? Yeah, yeah. No, not it's, sure if we want to go to Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, we uh, we 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 decided as a as a coaching staff. Um, some years ago that obviously we want to take the program to the next level we've we've been a very good program up to this point and uh, the only way we can get better is to play the best teams and those first four teams coming out of the snow coming out of the chute uh, is kind of an indication how tough our season is going to be but you know if we're going to be at the top we've got to play the tough so that's that's kind of what our goal is it's that time of year where you know programs are getting their they're signing class uh, coming up, and, and you guys have signed six recruits. And one of them is actually uh, Morgan Bevel. Um, she's a, a catcher infielder, and she's the, the daughter of Seattle Seahawks offensive coordinator and former Wisconsin quarterback Daryl Bevel, right? I, I'm that, a big that is, Seahawks yeah, he's a Seahawks fan, so I'm guy. stoked about Daryl Bevel coming There you go. Out. There you go. No, she's, uh, she's a great talent, great kid, great family. Um, the Bevels are just uh, wonderful people. All our recruits are. Um, we do. I think we do a pretty good job of uh, finding good quality athletes. And she's a she's a kid that's going to come along and put a lot of stuff with our program. Um, the other kids in the program have got a Autumn Moffat, another kid that's coming in. She'll be, uh, you know, little funny story. She was at camp about two years ago, and uh, and I'm over kind of we we. Before camp, we kind of kind of rate our kids, put them in teams and things of that nature, and we kind of look at all the pitches, all the catches, and kind of team them up. And and Miss Alda Moffat was throwing 65 miles an hour, 15, 16 year old kid, and, and I'm, going, I'm tapping my radar gun, going, "What's wrong with <laughs> this, this thing? <laughs> this broke." And I call up coach, says, "Coach, you might want to bring the radar gun out of here and come check this kid out." And uh, he goes, "Wow, okay, sure." So we we continue to watch her and uh, signed her up. So she's a she's another great talent. Um, uh, there's a couple other kids, Bridget, uh, Fleener, going to be an awesome power hitter kid behind the dish, help out as well there. Um, Aaron Mikulich is another infielder, going to be a, a very good player, a kid that can uh, bunt, slap, and hit it out, good speed. Um, so we've added a lot of good components. Ava Brava, kid up in South Salt Lake, good corner kid. She's going to be strong and, and positive for us. So uh, we're good. Um, you know, another kid we're bringing in is uh, Marissa 
uh, Chavez, another kid that's going to soar up our infield. So we're feeling very, very fortunate about our recruiting class this year. It's interesting because in November you sign kids who haven't even played their senior year. So you're really hoping you've ID'd. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in high school, it's like you peak as a senior. Now yeah. it's, you've got to peak a little earlier to get recruited. Right? Well, it's not so much that. It's just everybody is pushing us to look at younger and younger kids. Uh, you know, the top programs are. They're identifying talent that's, uh, you know, <laughs> in ninth grade. It's, it's, it's sad, but it is. It's going in that direction. So to keep up with everybody else, we kind of have to identify it as well. So we keep tabs on these kids. We, we get a lot of kids come to our camps and to elite camps. And, and those are kids that we really focus on and mentor and bring them forward. So it, it's all good. Do you have, uh, as a native New Zealander, there are a couple on campus. Do you have Kiwi pride in guys like uh, Johnny Linehan on the football team and Kalani Purcell on the women's basketball team? Um, I, I personally don't know them myself, but obviously, yeah. You guys don't like sure. hang out and eat dinner together um, and stuff? Talk about with their dinner? schedules and my schedules, <laughs> pretty tough. And I got duck hunting to fit in there, so That's go right. figure. Skeet shooting, remember. Yeah. Yeah. Skeet, Skeet shooting, not duck <laughs> Okay, rephrase that. Yeah, so it's kind of busy for me to, uh, to, to hang out with those guys. And obviously, you know, we're kind of situated over in Gamilla Park and stuff if i can see him that's wonderful but uh those guys are pretty busy and it's it's all good so well obviously kiwi pride is proud of byu let's have kiwi day on byu sports nation yeah. in a couple months we'll have johnny in have kalani in and have you in yeah that'd be for awesome. sure you down for that okay yeah sweet thanks for the time and congratulations on the uh hall of fame induction thank you gentlemen have a good uh, Christmas season. Thank you. Appreciate Get it. Meredith BYU softball. Their season starts February 9th in Puerto Vallarta. Get your tickets now. Just go uh, hang out on vacation watch BYU softball. Our Twitter question, where does Taysom Hill rank among the BYU QB greats? At Kip Kent weighs in again. Taysom switch runs uh, all on, on or all off. No idle. By far the most physical and fearless QB ever at BYU. Fun to watch. Um, he certainly was that. Absolutely. Coming up, we don't kick PATs or shoot front ends of one-on-ones. We go for two people next from the Marriott Center with Spencer Linton. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, don't worry. There's a rebroadcast of BYU TV at 6 Eastern Week. Men's basketball back at the Marriott Center tonight, hosting the Weber State Wildcats, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Watch it on BYU TV. Hear it on BYU Radio. The women's game coming up at the top of the hour in uh, 15 minutes and 45 seconds. Right, live right here on BYU TV. Our Twitter question, where does Taysom Hill rank among the BYU QB greats? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Kip Kent, uh, he gets all the tweets. I was going to say, is there, has there ever been somebody that got three in the same show? Uh, yesterday, the lady that messed up your name. Oh, that's true, yes. <laughs> Layson, Layden. What? Jason! Autocorrect. Taysom is the second greatest running back in QB history behind Steve. I, I say that because Steve didn't have to run, Hill did. Steve. Is she Covey? referring to Young? Covey. Steve Covey? No, he didn't play. He wrote a book. Okay. Uh, a guy that might, may write a book later. Who knows about his prestigious <laughs> broadcast career. His name's Spencer Linton. Spencer! I forgot the sound of your voice. Where are you? In the Marriott Center. I, I am here. I am courtside. Don't get used to the sound of my voice, though, because I'm still trying to overcome this sickness, Jerem. I'm sorry. Okay? i got to get healthy before I sit next to you in Studio B again. Yeah, yeah. when you're healthy, I'll just take the day off. It's all good. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I lost my voice during a women's basketball broadcast, by the way, in like 08. That during you the did. Game. 
do you remember when I had no voice for like two weeks and you were on vacation I and I still had off. to call a bunch of games? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that for was me. super, super fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, the women's basketball game's coming up. Uh, we'll talk about that before going for two picks here for a second. Kids Day. I can hear them. I thought every day was Kids Day at BYU, but apparently today is a special day. Yeah, the high-pitched shrills are all throughout the Marriott Center. <laughs> it really is fun. I know the players love to play in front of this because they just get really excited about anything and everything that is remotely good. It, it kind of gives it this fun, big-time atmosphere. So the players looking forward to it. Weber State's off to their best start in program history. They're 6-1. and one. BYU all of a sudden is faced with this uh, in-state challenge. And I feel like we had this conversation last year when uh, we were talking about one of the most underrated uh, players that people should know about but might not, and it's Kalani Purcell for BYU. Last year it was Lexi Eaton. This year it's Kalani Purcell. I mean, she is one of the best players in the entire country. Yet she's under the radar because she's at BYU, and people will have a chance to watch her against a pretty good Weber State team today. Absolutely. Well, and and BYU has not played a home game since they faced Oklahoma. They've had tournaments in Albuquerque. They flew to the Islands uh, for a tournament. So this, even though they've been home to practice, this is the first game that they've had at the Marriott Center in a very long time, I'm sure. And in talking with Kalani Purcell yesterday, it, it is certainly a welcome sight. No question. And this is kind of what it's becoming for BYU women's basketball moving forward. They play a ton of tournaments. They load up the schedule. And they have very few home games. It was this way last year. It was that same way two years ago. So this is something that they're used to. But you're, you're right. They don't take for granted the opportunity to play at home and especially in front of you know 5,000 kids plus whoever else is going to show up today. Kids Day at BYU. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's get to our going for two picks. Can you predict the future? Yeah. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. Going for two is brought to you by BYU Dining Services. An update on the basketball season. Spencer's three and five. I'm two and six. Jason will weigh in today as well. Spencer, let's start with you. What are your two picks? Okay, let's, uh, for the first one, let's go with the three-point line. That's been the super weird statistic for BYU basketball this year. They average six makes a game. I'm not going with percentage today. I'm just going with straight makes. They will make seven three-pointers or more tonight against Weber State for my first going for two pick. The second one, I'm going with assists. This is a category that BYU has been pretty good in, team assists. They average 17 a game. I think they're going to be extra good tonight. They will have 20 or more team assists against Weber State tonight. I believe Chase Metcalf is spraying for Breeze because I think he, I think he thinks those picks stink. <laughs> Why do you think those those picks stink? I love that you have to have Chase do your dirty work. <laughs> Who said I did it? Oh, I know wow. it's you, Jerem. Wow, I know it's you. <laughs> hey, just just think That's of it crazy. as he's sanitizing the area yeah. since you're not feeling well. It is pregame, yeah. so you just well. need to make sure it smells nice, right? Well, yeah. it's kids' day, and now it smells like Maui. Okay. <laughs> Okay, my two, my two picks. One, BYU will out-rebound Weber State by 11-plus. I think this has been a strength of this team. BYU's been really good when they out-rebound a team. We're going 11-plus. Number two, BYU will shoot. I'm going with the percentage, Spencer, instead of the mix. BYU will shoot 34%-plus from three. They shoot 29%. I think every three they put up, they're going to make one. I think that's fair. Yeah. No, there's no Febreze in here, so apparently what's, those picks don't stick. What's sad is that 34%... Is 
is not normal, right? Right. Isn't it? That's crazy. It's, it's kind of dumb that that's one of the picks, but that's where we're at with this season right now. Yes. Especially after Dave Rose said, hey, maybe we need to become a power team and just slow it down a little bit. So. Yeah, yeah. And I'm behind three in the overall lead, by the way, so I, I need to keep chipping away at that. Jason. Okay. What two picks do you have? Yeah, and the beauty of making my picks is I don't need to worry about whether or not they come true because we're not keeping my stats. No accountability. So I have zero accountability for these two, but I'm feeling pretty good about these, even though you guys are mocking me for them. Uh, TJ Haas, who we know has been struggling from uh, from shooting uh, the three. I say TJ Haas hits at least three threes today uh, against Weber State. Also, BYU has struggled turning the ball over. They're averaging right around 14 turnovers. I think the Cougars will have less than 10 turnovers tonight. That will be a huge reason why they win. I like those more than Spencer's. That's impressive. Wow, that, that's impressive. Ten or less. Yeah. See, I think 12 or less would be, uh, would be decently bold. But okay. Listen, Jason, you said that people are making fun of you for things or for picks or whatever. Somebody that does a countdown to Portland State 262 <laughs> yeah, hey. days away. I thought you were going to have my back on this. I need you to come back because this is getting out of control. The bowl game hasn't even happened. Can we wait until the end of this season before we even broach that topic? I truly you believe. need to return ASAP, like right now before the game. <laughs> well, we've already Jason. done the countdown today. Jason, I love a lot of things about you, but I absolutely hate the fact <laughs> that you are doing the word. countdown. I hate that you're doing the countdown. <laughs> love you, but hate that decision. Spencer, good stuff. We're looking forward to the uh, broadcast coming up in nine minutes uh, on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Good luck, and uh, get a couple of babysitters for those kids. Thank okay? you. Did you guys forget your ties, by the way? Okay, come on. No! This is a tieless yeah. studio situation. Two people on the screen right now wearing ties. One is not. This is garbage! <laughs> top button! <laughs> Only two of us are top button, though. Spencer, good luck on the call, and uh, save your voice, buddy. Word! Spencer Linton, live from the Marriott Center with his... He would have uh, my back. Weak sauce going for two picks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They weren't that bad. They weren't that bad, <laughs> but they do stink. So a recap. Spencer said BYU makes seven plus three pointers tonight. BYU have twenty plus assists. I said BYU out rebound the Wildcats by eleven plus, and BYU will shoot thirty four percent plus from three. And Jason, you said I said TJ Haas will hit at least three threes, and BYU will have ten or fewer turnovers. Going for two, presented by BYU Dining Services, chef driven, student powered. Where does Taysom Hill rank among the BYU QB greats? Is our Twitter question at Laser Sheep. For me, is number four. Ironically, I think Steve Young, Ty Detmer, and Max Hall were more reliable. Taysom was incredible. You're missing Jim McMahon there. Yeah, that's that's a, that's that's a, a glaring yes. um, miss there. I, I like I like the list. I don't put Max that high, but that's why it's America. You can weigh in. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, double ball night. Women's hoops, men's hoops tonight against Weber State. Top of the hour for women. And Taysom Mills in New York City, women's volleyball awards. We about to whip it. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. BYU hosts Weber State tonight at 9 Eastern Time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Head coach Dave Rose said it might be time to slow things down and become more of a power team. Women's Basketball. The ladies host Weber State as well in a matinee game coming up at the top of the hour on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Spencer Linton, Kristen Kozlowski, and Jason Shepard at the top of the hour right after BYU Sports Nation. Football. Football. 
It is exactly two weeks until BYU's bowl game in San Diego against Wyoming. Today also marks 20 years since BYU beat Wyoming in the WAC championship game in 1996. Taysom Hill was honored last night at the 59th National Football Foundation Annual Awards Dinner in New York. Hill was one of 12 finalists for the 2016 William V. Campbell Trophy, a.k.a. the Academic Heisman, presented to the nation's best scholar-athlete. Volleyball. The women's team received AVCA All-Pacific South Region honors yesterday. Amy Boswell and McKenna Miller were named first team. McKenna Miller was also named Freshman of the Year. Heather Olmstead was named Coach of the Year, while Whitney Young-Howard received All-Region Honorable Mention. Cougars in the Association. Who was dishonorably mentioned is my question. Kyle Collinsworth and the Texas Legends take on the Canton Charge. Today at 5 Eastern on Facebook Live. Soccer. Women's soccer finished number nine in the final NSCAA poll. Future guest, uh, your favorite libero. What is it? 80% of the earth's covered by the ocean. Mm-hmm. The other 20% covered by Mary Lake. Oh, I like that. That sounds pretty good. Right? I like that. I've seen that at Smith Fieldhouse. Today's Rise of Shouts brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help the movie the most. DexterLaw.com. How about Steve Sarkeesian in the 96 team? 20 years since the day they won the WAC championship over... Them Cowboys! I have always thought Steve Sarkeesian is the most underrated BYU quarterback of all time. I loved Steve Sarkeesian as the quarterback in Provo. Loved it. I put him number seven on my list. I would go a little higher, actually. You would go Maybe a, a spot higher. or two higher. Okay. Big fan of You have of to Sark. move someone else, though. Yeah, I know. Okay, I just want to make that clear. I'm feeling, it's good, like, I'm feeling like, good about that. It's like preseason predictions with the NFL. They're like, oh, if all goes well, this team will be 9-7. and seven. It's like, well, then someone's going to go like 4-12 and 12 instead of 5-11. and 11. <laughs> Like, are you accounting for all that? Everyone can't go 9-7 and seven and make the playoffs. Uh, today's Twitter question, where does Taysom Hill rank among the QB greats? Our elite tweet of the day at CL underscore living. This is the first tweet, too. So if you're the first tweet and the elite tweet, that is pretty good. It's impressive. The QB... Who hurdled the most obstacles? Love what they did there. We see it. And and part of Taysom's allure is what if he had played the the whole 2014 season? What if he had played? Now the you're going to bring me to tears season? thinking that what could have been. We better end this. You got to get to the game. Yep. Thanks to Blaine Fowler, Pete Meredith, Spencer Linton, and everybody on the crew. Conversation continuing 24 seven on Twitter. Don't forget use the hashtag BYUSN. Shows on demand on BYUSN.com. The audio podcast on iTunes. Tune in app as well for Jason. I'm Jeremy. Shout out to Clarence Osterhughes. BYU Sports Nation is back at it tomorrow Eastern. But first, women's hoops coming up from the Marriott Center right here on BYU TV and nine Eastern men's hoops. Spencer Linton, Kristen Kozlowski, take it away in two minutes.